Welcome to the Deliciously Alive podcast, where we explore what's possible when we allow ourselves the full human experience. My name is Sarah Campbell, and I'm your host. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing real and actionable insights on how to tap into your desires, feel truly alive, adventurous, and inspired to take action. I believe to my core that a vibrant, radiant, delicious life is possible for you. So pull up a comfy seat or join me on your favorite walk and we'll take this wild, messy, brilliant journey to living a life that lights us up together. I'm too old. I never finish the things I start. It'll take too long. Why bother? I just don't know how. It sounds too hard. I'm not fit enough, strong enough, determined enough. You fill in the blank. Raise your hand if you've ever said these things to yourself. Be honest. I know I have. It may feel like an isolated offhand comment to say to yourself often faster than you can even check yourself for having said it, but the impact is huge. You see, the more we allow those self-sabotaging thoughts to hang out, the more we kill current and future dreams, sometimes before they are even dreamt up. The truth is there's always going to be something you wish you did when you were younger, some possibility you've imagined that feels too hard, or something you just don't have the education to know how to do right now. And the fastest way to lose? Quit before you start. (laughs) But not you. You won't do that because you're committed to expansion, to up-leveling yourself. And the negative internal chatter, it's got to go. In this episode, we're talking about why we default to negative self-talk, the reframe that we can use to flip that internal dialogue in order to move forward, and one sneaky little trick you can use to shift your negative self-talk into problem-solving genius. Let's do this. Happy Tuesday, my friend. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are and that you're having the best day. I'm really excited to be here today because I feel like this episode topic has a lot to do with the results you get in your life. And so I'm really looking forward to digging in. The concept that I want to talk about today is this, the impact of negative self-talk on our lives and how to go about making a shift. Because the truth is this, Negative self-talk will only sabotage your ability to get what you want. It's tough. I get it. I'm certainly not immune to the internal chatter that none of us are fully able to avoid. This pervasive chatter has a way of creeping into our lives and taking over if we're not careful. And it can make it incredibly difficult to see the potential for good things in our lives, making it increasingly possible for the negative self-talk to turn into self-sabotage. And when we start to believe the negative things we tell ourselves, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, which is honestly our brain's defense mechanism a lot of the time trying to keep us safe and sound, not going too far out of line or pushing outside our current reality because it wants us to stay safe. It interprets new and unknown as bad most of the time, but it's okay more times than not to let fear take a backseat. I know I reference it a ton on this podcast, but my favorite book is The Alchemist. And there's a passage in it that talks about the heart trying to silence what it wants so it doesn't have to hurt anymore. I think the same is true about the self-talk that's not serving us sometimes. If we tell ourselves we're not enough, that's not possible, 
or whatever other lie we internalize, we don't have to hurt anymore knowing that we could have had something and we just didn't go for it. We rationalize our lack of creating the outcomes we want by telling ourselves it's not possible anyway, or it's not reasonable to expect to get whatever it is because of X, Y, and Z. It might be weight loss, the new career, whatever. If we tell ourselves we're too old or it'll be too hard, we don't have to face the ownership of our lack in results. And so this type of self-talk can play out in different ways, but usually it has to do with telling yourself that you're not good enough or that things weren't working. This kind of limitation will prevent us from going after the things we dream of, and it really does take the power away from us to create the lives that we desire. It's interesting, the ownership that's so scary for us to embrace is really the thing that allows us to step into the results and the outcomes that we want. So how do we break free from the cycle of negative internal dialogue? First of all, it's important to be aware of the words that we're using. The trick is really becoming aware of the patterns and thoughts you're having and consciously choosing to reframe those thoughts into something more supportive of where you want to go. It's interesting. I had this experience and I noticed it in myself. It was so funny. I, for a long, I hate house cleaning. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that I am not very domestic. I hate cooking, cleaning, basically anything to do <laughs> with. I love having a nice house. I love having nice food. I just don't like, I'm not very motivated to do it. And there are periods of my life that I've been more motivated, but their house cleaning is just not it's not one of my favorite things to do. And I have fantasized about having, setting up a service for house cleaning for a really long time. I talked about it to my husband and talked about it, you know, thought about it, talked about it to my friends, talked about it to my coworkers for an embarrassingly long period of time. <laughs> and I had the same message from anyone who had ever done this before. They'd ever gotten cleaning, someone to come in on a regular basis and help them with cleaning in their home was that, oh my gosh, you got to do it. It's awesome. It is the best thing you'll ever do, especially when you have kids. And I do have a seven-year-old tornado that lives in my house and I have three dogs. It made sense for me to want support in that area. But there was this internal dialogue that I was telling myself for years. And it was this, only rich people have people come help with the house cleaning. And there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, the negative connotation that I had with rich. So that's a whole other episode and, you know, money talks. So there's that aside. But the story that I was telling myself or this negative belief that I was telling myself was that only rich people have people come help with house cleaning. And I told myself this for years. It was interesting. This year, I finally was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I need support in the house. If I'm working and trying to do all the things, which I'm not anymore, I'm trying to prioritize my time. But for the things that I want to prioritize, it's not the area of my life that I want to put my time to and my attention to. It's something that I want, but it's something that I'm choosing starting this year to put my money to instead of my time to. And the moment that I allowed myself to retract that only rich people have people that come help them with cleaning, I allowed myself to retract that thought and shift it into a new one was a moment I freed up so much time and space to do things like this, high value activities that no one else can do for me, like being here and podcasting. And 
this is only made possible by the support that I've brought into my life. And the support that I've brought into my life is only possible because I chose to start telling myself a new thought, shifting my belief that only rich people have people come and help them clean because it was something that I was telling myself and it was a negative thought pattern that I was getting stuck in. You may not want a house cleaner. You may not need a house cleaner. That's just an example. It may be something completely different for you and that's fine. But whatever that truth or that belief is that you are telling yourself, I wanna encourage you to start questioning your beliefs because the moment that we allow ourselves to question our beliefs, whether we think they're negative or we think they're positive, is when we can start unraveling what that, where that's even coming from, where that's rooted in. And then also, if we want to consciously decide to continue believing it. For me, that belief was rooted in, I'm not enough. And so I was telling myself, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not worthy enough to have someone come and support me in that way. And so it's only by being able to challenge yourself and look at those beliefs that you can take the things that you are telling yourself, that negative self-talk, that's really killing your dreams before they even start a lot of times and allow you to step into the next iteration or the next version of yourself and whatever that next chapter looks like for you in reframing that. And so with practice, you can retrain your brain to focus on a more empowering message for yourself. And so you can achieve the success that you desire and you deserve. At its core, it's really all about our beliefs. If we're constantly down on ourselves, it can really affect our ability to manifest what we want. And it could be related, like I'm looking in the mirror, I don't like what I see. And as a result, maybe it's weight loss, eating better, skincare, whatever. Or maybe it doesn't seem to be related, like getting somebody in house cleaning allowed me to show up and do this podcast for you today instead of cleaning my tub, which I hate doing because it's a monster tub. But with a little focus and dedication, it is possible to change your internal dialogue and to gain back control over your own results. And the truth is, is you're always in control. It's not about gaining back control. It's about shifting the trajectory based on what you're telling yourself. So in turn, we're really allowing ourselves to create a new reality beyond what we could have ever imagined when we start to recognize the impact of those negative thoughts and those limited beliefs and we begin choosing an intentional thought. It strengthens the beliefs about ourselves and it improves our overall confidence and honestly, our ability to move forward with purpose. We all have days where it feels like our internal dialogue is focused on finding fault with us and giving us a hard time for not being perfect. I know that I really have struggled with taking imperfect action because of the, again, that pressure that I put on myself, that not enoughness. And if I put this out into the world imperfectly, it's not good enough. And so the podcast is actually another great example of a time that I had to do this, where I had to reframe my thoughts because when it's something new, for me, when I first decided that I wanted to do this podcast, I told myself, okay, I am okay with the first 25 episodes being like garbage. And that sounds terrible because I really strive to bring the best quality to you, really insightful concepts and perspective shifting to you. But I had to give myself that grace and space because if I told myself 
you're not good enough. You don't sound like a podcaster. You're the things you want to talk about. Your ideas aren't fully fleshed out. That it doesn't sound good. Whatever I was going to tell myself, it was going to stop me in my tracks from taking imperfect action and taking moving forward with my goals. And so it can be so easy to fall into that pattern of negative self-talk, but getting out of it isn't impossible. So a great place to start is by actively noticing your own inner monologue and deciding if a thought is serving you and if it's not. It could be about anything. Maybe it's when you're looking in the mirror, like I said before, or maybe it's a story you're telling yourself about making more money. Whatever it is, once you start with one belief, it will be easier and easier to shift your beliefs as you notice them come up. And so that's one big thing that I started doing was I just picked one. I wasn't like, I'm going to retrain my brain to only think positive. I was like, okay, this is something that's not serving me. I'm going to put all my attention to this and shifting this because it's affecting an area of my life that I can't change unless I see a new perspective or I give myself grace and space or whatever it is. And so for me, just starting with one, putting my focus there. And then once I got good at it and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. If a podcast isn't perfect, so what? I'm doing my best. I'm putting out the best work that I can with what I know and what I have. And as I get better and as I put in the reps, I will get better. And so once I shifted from you're never going to be good enough, like you don't know anything about podcasting to that thought, I was like, okay, that's enough to keep me going. That's enough for me to keep going and not feel like I'm the best podcaster in the world because it's hard to get from this is garbage to I'm the best. And so if you can bridge that with a thought in the middle that allows you just to keep going, then you can you can shift on to another belief that you want to reshape or reform in order to get what you want. And so what you want to do is re practice replacing those thoughts with more helpful ones that lift you up instead of tear you down. And I think I'm so passionate about this because like so many dreams and incredible ideas are squashed before they even start. A business idea you never take action on or a course that you never take to move into a new career or a story you never end up sharing publicly that could have made an impact on someone else's life. And sometimes it doesn't have to shift from, I'll never accomplish that, so why try to? Of course, and sometimes it doesn't have to shift from, I'll never accomplish that, so why try? To, of course, I'll achieve that by next year. It could be shifting from, I'll never accomplish that, so why try? To, hmm, I'll stretch this goal out over 10 years and take two to three baby steps toward it each week consistently. Like I said, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go from zero to a hundred. And that type of thinking is what's honestly keeping you stuck because if you want to go for your dreams, you are much better off doing 60, 70, 80% on the way there instead of just doing zero because you can't do a hundred percent. And so I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Sarah Blakely or I don't think it was. I can't remember. But anyways, it was somebody that I heard a story about and they talked about putting out B plus work and our negative self-talk traps a lot of us into thinking that we need to like A plus or bust. And so by putting out B plus work, we condition ourselves to give ourselves grace and space on the journey of learning and exploring and adventuring and all the things that we need to do to make life worthwhile and to experience it to its fullest. There's no way that we could just be perfect at everything right out of the gate. And 
again, that was my podcast story. I needed to give myself grace and space. So if you're stuck on the steps to take and you're really struggling to get out of the negative patterns of thinking, use this little reverse trick to leverage your impulse to go focus on what's negative. Because remember, the brain is just trying to keep us safe. And you can use this to pull out what you probably already know about how to move forward. Take the negative thought and use it in this sentence. For example, if you're telling yourself, I can't go for that dream job because I'm not smart enough. Brainstorm this instead. The best way to stay, insert here, so stuck in this job that I hate, is to insert here. And it's kind of a little sneaky trick to make progress even though we're in that negative way of thinking. So for example, the best way to stay stuck in this job that I hate is never ask my current employer if they are open to me exploring another department. The best way to stay stuck in this job I hate is never take a course, even a free one, on how to do what I want for a career. The best way to stay stuck in this job I hate is never look at job opportunities. The best way to stay stuck in a job I hate is to never update my resume. The best way to stay stuck in this job I hate is to never reach out to someone I know who's doing what I want to do. And so you'll see pretty quickly that reversing those ideas are exactly what you need to take action to get the career you're dreaming of. This is just an example. But just keep in mind this exercise is a quick fix though. Don't let it distract you for too long on reframing the thought to something more self-serving. It is a tool that you can use if you just can't reframe a thought right now and you still want to make action and you want to get clarity on what it is that you need to do. You still are going to want to shift that. And I would really recommend if you can't see how you can reframe it, just go and increment up. Like I hate what I see in the mirror to I have nice eyelashes, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to overhaul your beliefs in an instant. It's a constant putting of attention on the things that are blocking you in the biggest areas of your life and slowly shifting. And you'll notice over time that it will get easier and easier. And as you shift your beliefs, you will slowly improve your life. It's something you'll look back on and be like, oh my gosh, I remember I used to, couldn't even stand on a scale because it made me nauseous. And now I'm proud to stand on a scale because I got out of my own way. I stopped trashing myself. I stopped talking to myself like my own worst enemy. I talked to myself like I would a best friend. And I actually started taking action because I didn't feel so shamed and so terrible about myself. There is, it's interesting, I I know I have referenced this before, but there's something to be said about positive expectancy and doing something out of commitment to yourself as opposed to a negative drive. There are some people that fuel themselves through negative self-talk, like, I'm not good enough, so I've got to train harder, go faster, whatever that is. And that can work. It just generally doesn't work for a long time. It's not sustainable because you may push yourself to the point that you get what you want, but you've programmed yourself to trash yourself constantly, which is a terrible thing for the long game. And so when you can start moving forward with commitment and dedication, as opposed to pushing yourself through a negative angle, it's generally always going to be a longer lasting solution for you getting what you want. There's a reason why Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve in his book, Think and Grow Rich. 
you bring into your life what you believe you can achieve, period. End of story. Half of the game of getting anything you want is the belief that you have in yourself and the energy that it brings into your life, which is driven by this internal chatter. The rest is just imperfect action and a commitment to yourself with a little room for things like strategic thinking to speed it up. So I hope that you're starting to see how self-talk can be a powerful tool for better or for worse in achieving what you want in life, whether it's a new career or reaching a certain weight or anything else that you're really going for. The words that we speak to ourselves become our reality. And by telling yourself you are capable, you're worthy, and you're enough over and over again, chances are you'll take action and you'll make it come true. Just these small changes in attitude can lead to incredible results down the line. So the next time that you find yourself in a negative self-talk cycle, remember that it's just your brain trying to keep you safe. But chances are you're okay and you don't need to be protected from all the possibilities of life. You can handle whatever comes your way. So instead of listening to that internal dialogue that's not serving you, have compassion for yourself and commit to shifting the conversation. Treat yourself like you would a best friend and know that this is just an opportunity for growth. You don't have to be perfect. So I want to challenge you to explore what negative self-talk are you committed to shifting today? How can you be kinder to yourself and use the opportunity to expand? Pick a thought that's no longer serving you, it's no longer something you're willing to entertain, and decide a new thought. It's that easy that's going to allow you to move in the direction of growth. Always stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Deliciously Alive podcast with me today. We hope it brought value to you and created a bit of inspiration and encouragement that will move you into action. For more, you can head on over to deliciouslyalive.com forward slash guide to get our free resource guide that will show you actionable ways to live an incredible life, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would love it too or leave a rating and review. It means the world to us and gives us feedback on what to do more of. That's all for this episode. So till next time, stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you.